This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and thispipelife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How you doing? Back in the saddle, baby. It's, uh, yeah, we are. It feels good, huh? It it does. Yeah, it was was good to take a couple weeks off. I kind of feel um, like, you know, I was able to absorb kind of back into our pipe culture and community and just kind of rest a little bit but uh man it's always it always feels good to to get back on uh, on top of it particularly here at, at country Squire right reunited and it feels so good gosh you're podcasting with someone that you normally podcast with so, so, happening so, someone's like sitting on their couch with their sweet little family like like with a <laughs> with a it's squire select night you know and so they've got a little cocktail glass and, right, the, right. and the glass just shattered and there's and there's just <laughs> <laughs> there, there's bourbon all over someone's uh, lap right now. All but, over it, just uh, all over the place. Yeah, man, it, it, it's it's such a it's such a fun slash interesting time right before we uh, you know do our podcast each time because for Bo he kind of has a pregame a little bit. You know, he's kind of got to not this time. Got to get well, no, just kind of get amped up a little bit. You know, so you oh, you talking about getting like in character? Yeah, just get you know he's got to <laughs> yeah kind of kind of get get riled up, and so you know yeah. I think part of his routine is just to sing, and so um, yeah, we've we've heard of. All kinds of beautiful um, symphony tonight. You loved my Alexander Hamilton <laughs> Flash Arrow parody song that I rapped for you. It was wonderful. Oh, that's one way to put it. Yeah, okay. All right. So look, we are uh, we are glad to be back uh, talking to you guys here at Country Squire Radio. And for those of you tuning in live, welcome to the new time. We are, of course, broadcasting live at a new time here at 830 Central Standard Time. And uh, for those of you who are tuning in, you may... Uh, have noticed something a little bit different uh, in in terms of kind of what you see right here. Uh, and I promise it's not how good we look. No, because that hasn't changed at all. No, not at all. But 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 something does look a little different. It does look a little different. We've actually had a bit of an upgrade uh, here at uh, at the Country Squire Radio Pottery Annex Studio, and uh, that is our beautiful new retro styled microphones. Dude, they're really hot. Man. <laughs> I'm so excited about these. We actually they're really uh, hot. It, this is this is directly by the way, you know, uh, you guys contributing to the show has allowed us to do things like upgrade our our equipment here, which will hopefully mean an upgrade uh, upgraded listening experience. That's right. Uh, these microphones aside from the fact that they just absolutely look gorgeous, uh, are also the type that that very specifically hone in on the direction, which means that ideally you should not hear me on John David's mic and John on David on my mic, which means for an you know all around better listening experience. But but I typically laugh really loud, and Bo has to uh, each week on the show notes that, <laughs> that he puts together. He's got this big in red, like you know, bold impact font, like JD. Don't laugh into the mic. So ho- hopefully this will uh, this will help with that some. But uh, man, it's just so cool. Y'all have enabled us to you know kind of up our game on some of our. Uh, you know, some of our um, technology stuff here. We hope that that, uh, you know, allows us to bring you a better quality product. And, you know, that's that's what we're trying to do. So, Absolutely. Uh, it's really cool. And these these mics, they match the the logo of Country Squire Radio. That's the beauty. And, of and I, I think that was the fun part is that, you know, of course, our, our good friend James uh, Pylorns in Austin, Texas, designed this great logo that we have. We all love it. And uh, it's kind of a uniting thing for for our community. And now our mics match that, too. So, yeah. uh, so it, it's just it's pretty cool. Yep. It's also, you know, I, it, I would I I was debating whether or not to share this, but I think I will. So, you know, Pi Lawrence in Austin, I was in Austin during our uh, live show hiatus. Of course, during the last several weeks, all of you guys have had wonderful podcast episodes 
Special thanks, of course, to Caleb the intern for stepping in last week uh, for last week's show. Yeah, that's really Caleb, awesome. man. Yeah, all, 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 all about getting him on every chance we can get. Got, yeah, I've even gotten some phone calls being like, hey, can I talk to Caleb? And I'm like, no, you got to talk to the B team. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> come, on. come on, man. Yeah, he's just the intern. The A team's not in. You got to talk to the B team. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I, you know, Pi Lawrence being out in Austin, I was there for South by Southwest. We had picked up one of these mics before me leaving town as kind of just trialing it out, seeing if, if you know, it really lived up to the hype. And, uh, and while I was actually at South by Southwest, I actually met the designer of these microphones. And, uh, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So they actually had like a display and everything and they were, they were trialing them out. And so I got up on stage and I, I did kind of a bit of a stand-up routine and I was like, you know what? These are great. You know, I, I'm, I've never been so sure about a purchase ever. Uh, and so we came, came back in town, got the second one and, uh, yeah. And so now we, we are here on the new, uh, Country Squire Radio microphones. That's right. And, and I, I love uh, our, our friend Hoctor the Love Doctor tweets in uh, a picture of Nate King's really awesome pipe mic that he made that, mm. that's actually a pipe. Uh, kind of cool. And uh, so y'all, y'all be sure to check that out. Uh, our friend at Hoctor the Love Doctor. Uh, really cool. Nate King uh, made this. It, it's It's got a, a tube that you actually... Uh, is connected to it and it uh, functions as a pipe. I, I don't think I would be able to smoke it. I, I would just have to look at it and probably pet it occasionally. Yeah, but, but that uh, is pretty incredible. <laughs> but uh, anyway, really cool stuff. We're uh, we're glad to be able to do that. And uh, man, glad to glad to be here at a new time. Man, eight thirty on uh, on Monday nights. Kind of a kind of a new thing for us. Yeah, you you haven't really announced it here to the local community as of yet. Um, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to, you know, to, to being able to enjoy some new folks, uh, who are able to stay into the shop, uh, before we get started. And, uh, also looking forward to new folks who may be able to tune in, uh, to the live show at this, at this new time. So I think it'll, I think it'll be really great. Yeah. Um, all right. So a uh, couple, a couple of things, man. I feel like there's, we've got a, a laundry list of housekeeping items because we've been we, an eventful few weeks here. Yeah, yeah. We we've been doing the old, uh, time travel situation with, mm-hmm. with getting that content out. But of course, over the last couple of weeks, I, I did go to Austin and I was there for the Briarworks trunk show, which immediately after uh, the one in Austin, there was one here. How That's did, right. how'd it go? Dude, it was killer. Yeah. Man, we had a huge turnout. Our, you know, our buddy uh, Pete came through and every one of our Pete counters Pete works, yeah. uh, in the in the shop was covered with Briarworks pipes. And it, Pete had everything from the, you know, uh, $90 pipes all the way up to the $600 pipes. They were just all over the map. And we, we moved a bunch of them, man. It was a lot of fun. People made cocktails and uh, we all went out to eat afterwards. It was, uh, it was just really, really a lot of fun. Great to meet Pete's wife and uh, have just a really nice crowd here at the Squire. So, um, man, there was a, there was a lot of pipe smoke happening that day so and, uh, and, and it was funny i was going to be all you know smart as a retailer i was gonna be like well you know pete I, i'll go ahead and uh you know we sold a bunch of your pipes so let me go ahead and buy some for the shop's inventory and yeah. that way you know the people that didn't make it uh you know can uh can maybe look at some uh within the next few days and so you know i picked out several for the shop's inventory and now almost all those are gone so that's uh well, there you go way, which is a good problem to have but i was kind of looking forward to have something on the on the shelf for a little while so no, man anyway i, I made a really stupid purchase myself i bought um (laughs) one of pete's of course uh, this is i believe it's modeled after one of todd johnson's pipes but it's their calabash pipe it's their briar calabash oh that's a beauty uh it's really cool i've actually got it i'll show it to you at some point but great pipe the the briar is sandblasted but then the calabat the bowl on top of the pipe is made of briar which is how Briarworks does it and it's a magnetically attached thing it cost uh, a fortune and it was worth every penny. It, it's literally the coolest smoking pipe I've ever smoked. 
I shamed myself into selling three of my other pipes in order to to pay for that. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have a, a zero sum game policy now. You know, yeah, like it, that's like what it, you got to do. Like it's got to, you know, if I'm gonna take, I've got enough pipes now. If I'm gonna take one on, and I feel like I need to need to rid myself of at least a few to kind of kind of you know it, it make it equate man so. it's just so hard like i'm i feel like where i am with my collection so is, much shame i'm just like in that sweet spot so that i don't quite feel like i need to rotate pipes out but i'm getting close to that it's just so hard because they all have stories uh but then, I, I know that's the hard part those but, um, briar work pipes absolutely gorgeous uh, yeah, they were great doing some amazing things i had a great great uh, chance to kind of catch up with him and, and talk a little bit and uh some very creative ideas uh for some things possibly now in the future so uh, stay tuned for that. Also, you know, after after my uh, visit in Austin, uh, hanging out with with the good folks there and doing a meetup, uh, went down to New Orleans. Now, of course, we uh, we love the folks at the New Orleans Pipe Club. I unfortunately was unable to make their meeting. Da, da, da. I, man, I really wanted to too, um, but uh, it was a it was a twenty minute drive in order to kind of leave the event that I was at, and then I had another thing that exact same evening, and it just it wasn't going to be able to 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 happen all in one night. So unfortunately, I did the math wrong, and I was unable to be there. So guys, I'm I am so sorry, and Pappy Joe in particular, because you I know I know you're the most disappointed. Uh, that I that I was not there. He's thoroughly disappointed <laughs> in you. If you could imagine the uh, the grandfather just just shaming, just, scowl. uh, j- j- just scowling yeah. a, a shameful scowl at a at a grandson that comes home with like a ear piercing or something. <laughs> that, I think that's the, the kind of the thing he's trying to um, convey to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, went, it, went, it went really well, by the way, in New Orleans. Um, you know, I gave a presentation called "The Power of Podcasting." Uh, and one of the things I always love to do with that that show is I always tell the story of Country Squire Radio because I, I think it's such a, a fascinating story and it's one that really kind of communicates the power of the medium. Uh, and so, yeah, I actually got a chance to uh, show some pictures of, of you guys, of, of uh, selfies with listeners and everything else. And yeah, uh, it was uh, it, it, it was really well. The the crowd seemed to receive it well. There was a lot of good questions on podcasting afterwards. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Oh, also, if you're in the Houston area, um, well, there's an article coming out soon that Country Square Radio will be referenced heavily in. So, really? Yeah, I haven't even told Dude, you about that. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Um, yeah, I'll have to tell you about that a little, little bit later. Yeah, but, that's uh, great. Yeah, man, we're making waves, getting getting the word out. That's, uh, that's how we got to do it. Definitely how we got to do it. All right, so that's kind of past events, but you actually do have an event that's coming up here with the cigar rolling. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's next week uh, here at the Country Squire. Of course, we are a pipe smoking podcast, and the Country Squire is a pipe shop, but we do sell some cigars and are proud of that. And uh, and next week on April 4th, we will have uh, Francisco Almonte. He's the owner of Dominican Big Leaguer Cigars, DBL Cigars, uh, and was uh, in the past, actually, the uh, master roller for Arturo Fuente, which is really Really cool. Fuente is probably my favorite cigar brand. And so uh, Francisco's going to come. He's actually going to roll cigars right here in our shop. That's uh, so cool. Really exciting. Yeah, we're expecting to have a big crowd. Uh, our good friend and Country Squire Radio Club member, uh, Cooper Miles, is going to be providing us live music that night. Really? So, uh, it's going to be great. Cooper has got some mad musical skills. No, dude. He, he's good on guitar. He's got he's he's got incredible pipes. Like, the, the guy, he, he, makes, he knows how to work a crowd. Like, Cooper's great. Yeah. I was shocked. He, I, he's great. I went 
went to go see him uh, once at a kind of a local pub here, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll see, I'll see Cooper kind of you know mess around on you know I'm like <laughs> play like Freebird. Yeah, something. yeah, thinking that I was gonna like you know heckle him a little bit, like me and two combs of rocks pipes were just gonna sit there and heckle him, but no, man, he, he brought was the heat, man, incredible. I was like, he's jaw really good on the floor. I mean, he's really like, good. So, uh, man, Country Squire Radio, uh, international pipe club member Cooper Miles, uh, live in music here at the Country Squire next Tuesday night from uh, from five to nine. That's awesome. So yeah, it should be fun if you're in the area come by and get you a hand-rolled cigar well we've got uh you know uh, it's it's uh, great that you mentioned the the uh, country square radio pipe club because uh in our absence we've got some uh a new member joining us uh truly making it an international pipe club and i've got some feedback dude from get out of here later on in this episode i am about to pronounce this man's name and i am about to butcher it but i want you to know <laughs> i want you to know that he is given full permission to butcher his name well, well that, that's not. At I'm least, you, saying, at least you checked in with him beforehand, like, you know, as a disclaimer. No, no, didn't even have to. He's just like, you're going to butcher it, and that's fine. Oh, like, okay. No, good, he, he, good. He, he knows what's coming. <laughs> but uh, big, big shout out. Oh, boy. Uh, big shout out. Can't wait to mop this one up afterward. To Cosimo Paseca. Paseca. Pasqueca? How would you pronounce his name? Casimo Pacheco. Casimo Pacheco. See, John David. I have no idea, but that could be no, totally that wrong. That sounded so good. But that, you know, I'm also the guy that pronounces the, the Moleskine notebooks. I, I'm the one that called it a Moleskine. So. <laughs> that, that, is, that did happen. Right. Uh, where is Cosimo from? Uh, we got more, more information on him later on in the episode. Oh, okay. Okay. But great. but uh, he is joining the uh, the International Pipe Club Man, at the Squire great. level. Awesome. So, uh, awesome. Wel- welcome very much. Thank you so much. Into the club. We also do want to give a shout out to those of you who have uh, recently become become patrons you're not necessarily you know uh, uh you know joining the the club per se but you wanted to make sure that this uh podcast happens and you're doing so by becoming patrons mm, over very, at patreon.com slash country squire radio uh john david why don't you run run off the list of names yeah here. thanks so much to new patrons uh josh law joe cavanaugh uh britain Kamin- Kim Kaminskis, Britain, Britain Kaminskis, uh, Marcus Damon. You'd love this. Don't you? you'd love <laughs> yes. it when I struggle uh, because I'm not you. Uh, Mark, Mark, Marcus Damien uh, Marinello and Will Kelly. So, uh, man, to each of you guys uh, and, and gals, if, if that if any of you are, I don't think so. But if any of you are. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> we we greatly appreciate it. That's Even just great. for a dollar uh, yeah. an episode, it's a great way to help continue uh, this show happening. Goes Upgrading a long way. The show as That's well. right. So it goes a long way to uh, keep what we're what we're doing relevant and and in the game. That's right. We work hard for you guys. How are we working hard for you tonight? By drinking. By drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It is a Squire Select episode uh, tonight. We're really excited uh, to have this. Now, every ten episodes or so, we do uh, a series called Squire Select, and if this is your first time tuning in, uh, this is what we do. We take uh, beverages, uh, generally speaking, of kind of the brown liquid variety, talking about uh, bourbons and scotches specifically, and we pair those up with pipe tobaccos. Now, tonight, we're doing things a little bit different. Yeah, a little different. Now, we have done things differently in the past. We've done gins. Uh, we've even done non-alcoholic beverages with teas. We've uh, done red wine. Red wine. Yeah, I forgot about that, but you're exactly right. Tonight, uh, we're doing things differently in that this is a liqueur uh, Squire Select. That's right. That's right. All right. I'm not a liqueur connoisseur, so I'm very uh, curious to. Uh, well, I, I'm not either, but you know, I, occasionally you do like to have something that's real rich and sweet. Mm. You know, particularly uh, maybe right after a big meal or something. Yeah. Uh, and of course, there's so many liqueurs, uh, we, you know, that go into these kind of uh, craft cocktails that are popular nowadays. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with the bourbon renaissance that has kind of come through, you've kind of you've got people rediscovering these old prohibition 
Revolution era cocktails and 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 coming up with all kinds of new renditions of of old favorites. And so uh, you've got these liqueurs. I've got friends that have these liqueurs in their liquor cabinet that I you know I didn't even know existed. And I'm like, what do you do with that? And they were like, well, I had to buy this fifty dollar bottle of this one thing so Just I can make, make this, this one so drink. I can make this one drink that I make only during you know springtime uh, you know right before you know Easter. And I'm just right. like, give me a break. But anyway, but that's how that's how but a no, lot no, of that's those it. Are. That's it. That's yeah. that's our new kind of liquor culture. It's great. I yeah. remember. I think it's a lot of fun. Christmas several years ago, my wife gave me this book. It was kind of this coffee table style book, but it was a a history of American cocktails and going through all of these different things. And my her goal was to get me to learn how to make all these beverages. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but literally, I mean, you're exactly right. You go down the list of each and every single one of these and like, you know, it's it's your common, you know, your gin, your bourbon, your whiskey, whatever it may be, get your twist, whatever, you know, a seltzer water. Some bitters. Bitters. Yeah. But then you've got this like one weird fringe, like, you know, orange chocolate liqueur that isn't even in production anymore. <laughs> And there's no substitute for it. And I know. So it's like, I know. what? Why? I'm never going to use this for anything else other than this. But hey, that's, uh, I guess that's what we got tonight. It's going to be great. No, that's right. <laughs> now, tonight, so we're doing a couple of liqueurs tonight. I thought this would be fun just to kind of mix it up some. So um, the first one uh, is one that a lot of folks will be familiar with. It's actually uh, Pim's number one. Uh, Pim's number one, mm. uh, beautiful, a lot of uh, beautiful bottle, real rich, uh, kind of uh, golden colored liqueur, uh, real, real, um, uh, viscous and just a nice creamy liqueur. Uh, Pim's number one, of course, uh, is famous from the, um, the, uh, famous Pim's cup. Yeah. Uh, Pim's oh, yeah. cup, of course, a drink that, uh, is all over the world. And, uh, you know, you ask, a you know, a bartender or, uh, you know, a, a cocktail enthusiast, how to make a Pim's cup. If you ask five enthusiasts, they're going to give you five different renditions. You know, it's just yeah, one of those right. things that are, that are kind of all over the map. Um, I, I did with, uh, our, our good friend, uh, Steven, uh, game who actually works at the shop. Some, um, went out with him one time and had a Pim's cup and they brought me this ridiculous looking thing with all these <laughs> uh, vegetables coming out right. of it. And he's like, I didn't know you could drink a salad. Right. You know? <laughs> that is exactly what it is. But, yeah. uh, man, Pim's number one, it's a, it's a great, it's a great liqueur. Uh, this originated in London in the 1820s uh, and was developed by a guy named James James Pym. Pym opened a uh, a oyster bar actually, and it got got to be really popular. It was just kind of a haunt there in downtown London, uh, next to the Bank of England, for uh, just a lot of the lot of the uh, folks that you know after hours and whatnot. Wow, yeah, and um, and so he developed this. Uh, he de- he was big into developing different drinks, and he developed this gin based. Uh, liqueur, um, which he seasoned with certain spices and uh, and flavors, and uh, and what's interesting is this recipe over the years. You know, they say it is only known by only six humans that are alive at this time. So, and it's, really? so it's a, it's a really highly guarded recipe. It's yeah. protected, uh, and of course, uh, you know, is 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 very coveted. So, um, but the popularity of this stuff exploded, and around the 1850s, Pym actually had to mass produce this stuff. Uh, it got you know into bottling and whatnot, and actually, as his oyster bar grew, they started, wound up opening uh, multiple locations. The you know the kind of fame of this of this drink grew, um, and then over time, what was kind of neat, uh, Pym actually. Uh, this is Pym's number one. Yeah. Uh, it, Pym, Pym's number one, and and over time, uh, Pym developed a number two and a number three and a number four, and uh, and 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 at number five, and 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 then those kind of lasted even on into the late 
uh, 20th century, and actually, uh, it, when the recession struck, and you know, there in the 1970s uh, in in Britain, they actually had to uh, you know discontinue a lot of those things because they just weren't as popular as they as they were. But Pim's number one is, is still here, is still around, and uh, and of course is a featured in in many many cocktails uh, across the world. You know, it reminds me, you know, just kind of this idea of of this kind of custom. Uh, flavor, this custom tasting experience, uh, but yet being named just by its numbers. There's a lot of kind of similarities yeah. to the tobacco world as well. I mean, I it, think about Nat Sherman in particular. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly right. Uh, the the funny thing is, a lot of folks are like, well, why is it why is it Pim's number Pim's number one? And it's 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 literally because it was the, <laughs> the first, first time thing, yeah. he, the first time he tried it. You know, it's it's uh it's kind of neat. You've got um our this goofy obscure tobacco that I love so much. If you are familiar with Country Squire Radio and have heard me talk about some of my favorite blends, you've probably heard me mention uh, the Vowen Tobacco Number Fourteen. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a very obscure Virginia tobacco, and it's literally one of my favorites. I mean, I just I have to have it in my cellar at, at any given time. And um and it's tobacco number fourteen just literally because it was the fourteenth try that they you know tried to come up with this particular blend and so <laughs> uh, and, and you'll see that a lot uh, you know around at different different tobacconists which I think is a lot of fun. So, so when you order a traditional Pims cup at this stage in the game, I mean, are you is it expected that it's actually Pims number one that you're getting? Yeah, that's okay. correct. All right, that's correct. Because I, I so. remember the only time that I think I've ever had it was my wife ordered yeah. it uh, when we were in New Orleans and and I had a little bit of hers. Because I think like her whole deal was like she was hungry, but she needed a drink, and they're like, "Well, Pim's Cup has food in it." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's essentially how that happened. That's right. That's right. I didn't know you could drink a salad. So anyway, I poured you a little a little dram here. Why don't okay. you? Uh, why don't you? Why don't you sip it with me? Cheers. Cheers. So it was kind of funny to drink a liqueur by itself. You know? I know, but, yeah, but it, it's tasty, and a, and a lot of folks, you know, you will do it. Um, maybe on a little ice right after dinner or something, but but typically you do see them featured in um, in cocktails. Here's the thing though, like so, Pim uh, having an oyster bar and like that being kind of mm-hmm. the origins of where the Pim's cup or, or the Pim's you know beverage comes from, uh, it, it's fascinating to me because I have like a personal rule that for the most part I do not eat raw oysters and drink any kind of color liquor. Like if I'm having really? like the beverages I generally have are going to be gin based or they're going to be wine, uh, like specifically like white wine, that sort of thing. The only exception I've ever made is a cognac French 75. But even that is more like champagne than it is cognac. It is. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a spritzy. Uh, 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 I don't know. It's just got more of a, a light body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And so like like having something like this that is so flavorful and sweet. That's and right. spicy, not yeah. spicy in like a hot kind of way. No, but it you get notes immediately when you drink a, a, a glass of Pims um, of of orange and citrus. Yeah. I, I think that's on the very front end is the kind of a this fruit, zesty fruitness that's got a, a tartness. I, I immediately think of oranges. Um, but on the back end, it's more of a ginger kind of a... Oh, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? That, that, that ginger uh, peppery finish that uh, kind of gives you just a nice... Um, it, it's that that type of spice, not like a heat, but more of a like Christmas spice. Uh, yeah, more of a Christmas type yeah. spice. Yeah, which I think is interesting. So. It just I can't imagine this being good with oysters. But I mean, it's 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 interesting on its own. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. It's, no, it's not it's not necessarily speaking to me personally. Of oh, I want to drink this by itself. What do they cut a pimp's cup with? You know. I mean, aside from uh, the vegetables, yeah. I mean, you can do uh, all kinds of. Some people just use like a Seven Up or something, but I, you know, I think a lot of folks will use 
uh, you know, seltzer water. Just and, like Pim himself intended. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, cucumber water, I think, you know, folks use simple syrup and all kinds of different things. So uh, that that's the thing. Uh, the old Pim's cup, it's got, you know, so many renditions. Um, but but I wanted to pair with this, of course, you know, during it is kind of customary for us during Squire Selects to to take a, uh, you know, the, the the beverage of choice that we've kind of selected and kind of pair it with something. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I got I got a couple really neat pairings tonight. Um, this first one uh, with Pim's Cup, I'm actually going to pair uh, Mac Baron Virginia Flake. This is an interesting tobacco, and, and and it's one of Mac Barron's more obscure tobaccos. You you would think with a name as uh, simple as Virginia Flake, it would be uh, one of their more uh, popular, you know, common tobaccos that you would see more readily available. Sure, uh, just with all the Virginia lovers in in the pipe smoking community. But um, Mac Barron Virginia Flake, it comes in this very small. Uh, it kind of squat little tin. I love the, I love the tin it comes in. It's in a, a small um, uh, kind of oblong tin. The uh, it's rectangular and, and fits in your pocket really easily. It's a different uh, different shaped tin from what you're used to seeing. It's a Virginia Flake, just a real kind of crisp, uh, clean tobacco. You can see I've smoked a, a good bit out of this yeah. one. Yeah, um, I like that wrapping too. Just yeah, like thick just gold. A real, Gold foil, just got uh, kind of a, you know, what you'd expect from Mac Barron, really beautiful packaging, but very elegant. And so it, this is a plain, straightforward Virginia. Um, and, and I think the reason I like it with the Pims is the just the mild citrus note that you get on the very front. And it's funny, you, you mentioned the spice in the Pims that's just on the background. Yeah, There's yeah. that little bit of of burn when I am smoking a uh, Mac Baron, uh, Virginia flake that just a little burn that I think is characteristic of many Mac Baron tobaccos that, that you get on the roof of your mouth, uh, right after you're done puffing. It's a, it's a pleasant burn for me. It's one, one that, um, just kind of lets you know you're smoking something substantial. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think for those of us that like Mac Baron tobaccos, uh, that tend to burn kind of, uh, maybe a little hot or, just kind of, uh, you know, they, they leave they leave an element in your mouth where you just know you've smoked smoked something that, uh, you know, has some volume to it. So, um, but anyway, I like uh, MacBaron Virginia Flake with this uh, Pims number one. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so you know, I feel like again, since we are doing liqueur, is the assumption that you would you would straight up drink this as is? Yeah. And smoke the Virginia. Yeah, that's okay. right. All that's right. right. Yeah. So, so no, try no. try it in a cocktail. Try it, you know, with your um with, with your different mixins. But uh, but yeah, my you know what I was going for with these two liqueurs that, that we're featuring tonight. I'm really excited about the second one. Um, is uh it, you know is just kind of the idea of you know you're having it uh, just a small little glass of something after dinner or something sweet, kind of as a dessert. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. So Virginia Flake. There you go. Okay. All right, so next up is the one that you were just like, you're chomping at the bit for. And actually, I'm so fired I, I got to mention, before we went live here, I did a, a quick Periscope, and uh, there was some commentary that I know that there's some folks tuning in right now that are excited for this next one uh, as well. And I'm guessing that based on the name, it may have some Southern roots. It I don't might. Know. It does. Uh, it, root is very, uh, very appropriate as well. <laughs> uh, this is called Hoodoo. And uh, this is a, a relatively new Hodor. Uh, uh, Hodor. 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 Uh, it, it's a it's a relatively new liqueur uh, produced by Jackson's own uh, Cathead Distillery, uh, which is really Man, cool. So, yeah. Uh, the Magnolia Pipe Club over the weekend went to uh, the Cathead Distillery, took a tour, and um, and just got to sample a variety of different. They make uh, you know it, gins. They make uh, they're fam- most famous for their vodka that they make, and um, uh, and then have some barrel aged stuff, but. Then, Man, you talk uh, about a Moscow mule this, uh, with that cat head vodka. Well, and they 
they call that, you know, the, the Cathead makes this honeysuckle vodka. Yeah. They actually get fresh honeysuckle from Georgia, uh, ship it here, and they, they make this honeysuckle vodka. And then, and, and, and so people use the, the honeysuckle vodka to put into a Moscow mule. And then of course, it, as a ridiculous Southerner, they have to call it a Mississippi mule. Yeah, well, so. Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what? That's fine. But it, it's, it's delicious. It is fine. Yeah. It, it'll make you slap your mama. It's great. <laughs> um, but, but they also make this interesting liqueur, which is fascinating to me. And so hoodoo is a chicory liqueur. All right. See, that's, that's the thing that jumped out to me immediately. Yeah. Okay. So, so what is chicory? It, y'all, you know, it, we, we talk uh, a good bit about new Orleans because, in from this part of the country and of course you kind of grew up in part there and so you've got a lot of affinity for new orleans we've got a lot of friends and listeners from new orleans um and and, and chicory is a common element in new orleans style coffee that's right and so uh, chicory is a is a plant that is well most known for its root um and it uh is native to north africa southern europe and parts of asia um and you'll find that chicory got popular blended with coffee in the 1700s, and actually, when the French, uh, you know, it got popular in France in particular, and then it was brought to the New World uh, in the 18th century, kind of that you know middle 1700s time frame there, um, and, and and folks would uh, cut their coffee with the chicory. It kind of gives it a peppery flavor, and then also, if coffee became expensive or rare, you could actually uh, use the chicory as kind of a substitute. You know? Pat, so it, pat just, it out a little bit. Yeah, you just you, know, you make your coffee last. It's, longer, it's the burly right? of coffee. No, that, yeah, hey, I like hey, that. Man, that's solid. That's great. That's great. It's very, it's very versatile, too. That's right. Um, so um, chicory, if you've ever had it, uh, of course, I think uh, it was uh, popularized in other parts of the country by Martha Stewart, of all people, because she was like, it's a, a little, good, little chicory goes a long way. It's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe that was before she went to jail. I can't remember. Well, and but, um, started hanging out with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But um, so anyway, chicory is, uh, it, it, it's interesting. It kind of has this... Um, this nutty consistency to it, and it's also a little spicy. So uh, they made this this liqueur out of this very interesting root uh, that is kind of uh, you know mostly known in the in the southeast, uh, at least in the United States. But then um, it is just not used in in too many things. But I think uh, I think they nailed it when they came out with this. I was really oh, excited. I was really excited about this particular liqueur because I I do like uh, coffee with chicory in it. That's something I, I really crave a lot. So. All right, here I we go. You, I poured you a little a little glass. All and, right, so again, uh, let's this, try it out. This is uh, uh, this is considered a chicory liqueur. This is a chicory liqueur. All it's right. called Hoodoo from uh, Cathead Distillery. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to say that's good, but then he coughed. <laughs> well, like my 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 throat was trying to process the flavors. Yeah. Like you and probably still is. You go back and forth. Like at first, it's this yeah. very sweet liqueur. Yeah. Uh, coffee liqueur, but then it's very coffee. Like it, it's like, yeah, the, the coffee it it hits you uh, almost um, immediately. And there's notes. I don't know if you picked up on this, but um, and there's notes of peanuts in there. And I when I think of chicory, I don't think of peanuts, but but there are like peanut, almost like ground peanuts that I'm that I'm getting in there. It's really. Really interesting. I think I think you should try it again. See if you can see if you can. No, now that you say that, I at first I mean as you were saying that was like I think you're pulling this one, but then I then I could start to like smell it almost. Yeah, there's yeah yeah there's a real interesting kind of ground uh, ground 
nut flavor that 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 comes from this, and it's um, it's very fascinating. So I, I think the the idea with this particular liqueur is you know you can put it over ice cream or you can uh, you know obviously mm. put it in your coffee. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people might use it as a Bailey's kind of substitute or something. Um, or a lot really, with Bailey's. I mean, really, honestly, the flavor yeah, here is both. so strong. It, it is so rich and strong, and yeah. you get that kind of uh, nutty, spicy flavor. Um, that uh, just has a real nice coat on your tongue. So now, was the um, cat had vodka tour? Was that your first time trying this? Uh, yeah, I'd never had it before. Interesting. And uh, and it, it's funny because of our goofy Mississippi laws. Uh, you know, the pipe club. We went to went to the distillery and uh, we could try it on, on site there, uh, but we could not purchase it on site. So then we all had to actually wait. They just changed the law. Um, well, that's for beer. Oh, right. They haven't the the sanity hasn't trickled down yet enough to get to the the liquor <laughs> folks, right? I, so, you know, it's interesting because we I, have all these weird blue laws in in Mississippi. So you know, you, you can't buy wine and and hard liquor in a grocery store. We have package stores for that. They're regulated by the state. The package stores have to get it directly. They actually buy the stuff from the state of Mississippi. Right, right. It's kind of got this strange uh, thing. You know, you can't uh, buy liquor by the bottle on Sunday, and um, you know, and, and and then apparently you can't sell the uh, the liquor that you're distilling on the premises of the distillery. Yeah. So it was funny. Our friend Mark VV was there this weekend with us, and and you know he's from Louisiana, where the the whole idea of the drive-through daiquiri bar exists. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> you know they, they you, get you can get you can get a you can get a hurricane at Toys R Us in New Orleans. No, no, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right, right next to the formula. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, you know, it's just so lost on on him and his his wife. They were like, "Man, this is just so so strange." But uh, but anyway, uh, you know, this this uh, liqueur is very very good. And and by the way, I think the Cathead stuff is distilled and or is uh, available right now in about fourteen states. Those states are uh, they said generally in the southeast, but then also for some reason in in the state of Colorado. So uh, so you should be able to find this um, find this uh, outside Mississippi to some extent. But um, I'm very proud of the pairing. Uh, that I made with with the hoodoo. All right, the and, hoodoo uh, that you do, and, and and this is this is very uh, shameless, but it came out Wait, so good. On. Shameless from you, really? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> complete complete shameless promotion, but um, but I, I'm I'm very very proud of this. This is tobacco du chocolat. It is our okay. It is our traditional chocolate blend that we. Uh, it had been discontinued for several years, uh, and I kind of reworked the formula and, and and recently brought back out. And when I say recently, I mean like three weeks ago. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, I, I'd been working on this along with uh, Caleb, the intern, for uh, the, for several weeks here, and, uh, and and I was just really proud of how this came out. And I've been smoking this tonight as I've been drinking lots of hoodoo uh, for this uh, to to prepare for this episode. And it, it's interesting the velvety cocoa that is in here just does something to go with the nuttiness of the of the hoodoo and so you've got what 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 tobacco du chocolat is it's a uh it's it's a variety of uh cocoa uh cased cavendishes um that have the addition of soft uh creamy burleys and uh this real buttery carolina leaf that i like to uh blend with in in small doses uh this particular leaf i use uh it's just got this real buttery kind of uh 
soft texture to it burns real clean and even and uh and, and i love to blend with it so um and, and it pairs i think with all the other leaves nicely but um it, the nice thing about tobacco chocolate is it, it burns to a fine ash and and that's impressive because it's such a heavily cased tobacco and so mm-hmm. uh, you've got a tobacco that's that's highly aromatic very flavorful you open the jar and you're just like wow did i walk into a chocolate factory and and yet uh it, it burns to a nice fine uh, white powder and so what i get from this pair are you ready i'm so ready i get peanut butter what so so when i when when the hoodoo is drunk at the same time that you're smoking the tobacco chocolat hodor you get you get peanut butter like like it's straight up peanut butter uh-huh. like like i'm telling you it's just like you're you're, you're covering your mouth with in in peanut butter, it's uh the, there's something about the um the velvety smoke that is coming off the tobacco du chocolat. It's got this. Look, I get um, the peanuts from the. Uh, you've convinced yeah, me but about the, the but peanuts. But it's something about it. it it's something about. Uh, it's almost like a Reese's. Pieces. That's what I was. It's figuring. like a, it's like a Reese's piece. See, that's where that would make yeah. more sense to me. So like the and then you get this nutty coating on your tongue from the liqueur that pairs with this uh you know kind of essence in your mouth of the chocolate and and all of a sudden you've got this peanut butter and you know you get chocolate too but it's like i mean it's like it's like eating a spoonful out of the jiff can it's awesome (laughs) i'm 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 hooked (laughs) clearly it's great all right so see now i can't tell because you know you've been smoking the 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 chocolate uh that I can't tell if the smell is that i'm trying to get from the liqueur is coming from the liqueur or the room note of the tobacco you know what i mean no, I, I get that. Yeah, I get because that. Like well, the, and they both, you know, part of it is uh, the the whole experience of it, right? I mean, the, part of the pipe smoking experience is the uh, is the room note. Well, because the room note of the the tobacco is very peanutty. Yeah, like no, which it is, is weird. Like like right because it's chocolate. It's chocolate. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's chocolate. Nutella. That's what it is. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you've you've invented Nutella. It's like <laughs> that. It's, nobody knows how Nutella is made. We 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 un uh, you know we, we reverse engineered. We it reverse here. engineered it, and we're about to get sued. <laughs> That's right. right. It's, <laughs> it's it's liquor and it's liqueur and and tobacco. But chocolate I'm, tobacco. I'm telling you, if 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 you have the guts at some point to try the pairing of this this hoodoo. Along with the uh, the tobacco chocolate, you're gonna you you're not gonna regret it. I mean, this is really interesting. It's like um, nutty, uh, semi sweet, like sweet cream. It, it's just it and and chocolate and peanut butter. It's just the weirdest thing. So um, anyway, I'm all about it. Okay, so here's the weird it. thing. Like I so, so Pim's cup. I, I you know I drank that. I'm like you know what? I I do not want to drink pim drink straight more up. of this well it's just for, for me personally different people's taste you know actually i was uh, being taken to task on uh, on twitter about you know my my stance on not drinking bourbon with with oysters and how that's uh, that i'm missing out on something amazing Is there, yeah uh, but i, I mean really like about it. just different different flavor palettes for different people the pim's cup not my thing this one i am very perplexed i think is the best word to say it because <laughs> i can't tell if i love this or I do not like this. Or despise it. <laughs> like, I, I very... You feel a little polarized? I feel something. Yeah. Uh, you know, but love and hate is like right next to each other, right? Like, that's what they say. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to be like a... <laughs> like deep... Uh, yeah, philosophical deep, thing. Philosophical thing. No, but seriously, though. Like, I'm, I'm... The funny thing is, I feel like I could drink this entire bottle trying to determine whether or not I like it. And at the end of the... And might, at the end of the bottle, you still might not know. Still not know, but I, <laughs> but I clearly drank the entire bottle. I know, I know right? And it, it wasn't so disgusting that you that you couldn't get through the bottle. No, disgusting is not a word I would yeah. use at all for this. Well, and and I read up on it a little bit because I was like, well, how available is this? 
stuff. And of course, like I mentioned, they they are available in, in 14 different states, um, mostly across the southeast, but for some reason in, in Colorado as well. And, and you've got these uh, bartenders that, of course, are real, always trying to come up with the next thing. And, and they're experimenting with this particular liqueur. Uh, in their cocktails, particularly cocktails that are meant for the fall and winter time. Yeah. And so you think about like a dark and stormy and, you know, so, some of those like, you know, wintertime cocktails that uh, just have richer flavors in them. And um, I don't know. I think this is, uh, I think this might have some legs on it. No, you pour like, like there's like boilermakers and such, like beer cocktails. Yeah. 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 I wonder if this would be really good in like a Guinness or something like that. Yeah. I'd, I'd be, I'd be, I'd try that. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, the whole idea of a, uh, what, the Irish car bomb, right? Yeah, 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 yeah the Irish car bomb. Which I got bomb. my girlfriend to do, actually, a couple weekends ago. <laughs> uh, it was St. Paddy's Day. She she didn't really yeah, care that's, for that's, it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you're going to do it, St. Paddy's Day is the, the day to do that's it. That's the day to do it. I don't yeah. know, maybe you could... Uh, you know, do it with uh, with the hoodoo instead, and called a uh, a Mississippi cotton bale bomb. You know, I actually i've had <laughs> I've had two Irish car bombs in my life. The first one was on my my twenty first birthday, okay, uh, and the second one at Finian's, and the second one was also at Finian's years later, and I did not like it the second time. I enjoyed it the first time, but. It was my twenty first birthday. It was your twenty first birthday. Yeah, it was kind of late in late in the game. You at probably that don't point. remember much about it anyway. I remember the next morning. I'm not going to go into that story right now. Actually, <laughs> that would be not. That's not something to put on on air. That's uh, great. <laughs> so that so that's the pairing, man. Oh man, yes, sir. This is uh, absolutely delicious. I, I I'm I'm glad that you introduced me to this. Yes, I've had pims before, and that's all I'll say about that. But and I am glad that you introduced me to the Hodor <laughs> hoodoo uh, voodoo that you do uh, so well. So this is very very delicious. I think. I don't know. I'm going to keep drinking it. You're going to keep drinking it and find out. I'm just going to, yeah. I'll, I'll drive you home. It'll be fine. That's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> 21st birthday all over again. All right. So, uh, yeah, delicious, delicious flavorings that we're dealing with here, not just with the liqueurs, but also with these amazing tobaccos. And one of the things that we like to encourage with uh, Squire Select episodes is kind of checking out your palate, expanding your palate, trying some different things that you may not otherwise try, uh, taking kind of a fun approach to sampling new tobaccos. But one of the great things that you need to uh, have in your arsenal while you're going out and yes. sampling all of these different tobaccos is a pipe that can, doesn't matter what you put into it, you're always going to have an awesome, good, clean smoke and really get the most of the tobacco. That's correct. And that is why, for when you are sampling tobaccos, we recommend the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. The best corncob pipes, of course, in the world and very iconic pipes. Uh, Missouri Meerschaum, uh, they have a wide variety of shapes and finishes and styles uh, that they are continually upgrading and uh, refining, coming out with new ones. But uh, the the great thing about a Missouri Meerschaum is if you want to try a new tobacco you've never tried before, uh, you can snag one. It, they're very inexpensive, incredibly reasonably priced. The value is good, and um, and you can get just the right shape that you like and 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 try try a tobacco in a pipe that's never been smoked before. Yeah, so, uh, always a clean smoke, and uh, we think you'll enjoy it. And the great thing about them is it's great for when you're sampling new tobaccos. It's also great if you just want to make it part of your rotation. You know, my my country gentleman, my custom country gentleman from Missouri Meerschaum is my go-to whenever I go fishing and I, I'm kind of planning uh, putting the planning in the That's works for my next pipe, big uh, yeah. fishing trip and, and going to be enjoying my country gentleman out there on the on the water so yep check him out Missouri Meerschaum and hey if you have got a Missouri Meerschaum pipe whatever your favorite Missouri Meerschaum pipe that you have uh, be sure to smoke it this week take a selfie tweet that to us we'll retweet it out it's a great way to show your love and support for them as they show their love and support for this program 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week this week comes in from Caleb Krause, uh, who writes in saying, and this is apropos, especially dealing with Missouri Meerschaum, yeah. says, do corncob pipes really smoke slash hold up better in hot, humid weather as opposed to briar? I've always wanted to yeah. ask y'all this. Yeah. Inter- interesting question, and, um, you know, you're going to get different responses <laughs> depending on who you ask, but uh, personally, I think corncob pipes hold up great in hot, humid weather. Um, and, and the reason I have a strong belief on this is because I see so many people in the Deep South carry their corncob pipe um, strictly as their vehicle pipe. Um, and you, you got to understand... Vehicle like, pipe. Yeah, okay, so, you know, you're you're on the road and you're like, man, I wish I would have brought my pipe. Oh, wait, I've got one in my glove box. <laughs> it's my Missouri mirror show. Right, right, and, yeah. and And so, uh, you know, a lot of folks keep a corn cob, uh, just something easy to go to. They don't have to worry about it. Um, and it's always in their glove box or something like that. And so I, I've, I, we have a lot of customers that actually just constantly keep their pipes in their car. you got to understand what happens in a vehicle in August in Mississippi, <laughs> the, 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 there's a reason like it, people get really angry if you leave your you know pet poodle in the car for five minutes Cause, unattended because it'll die because it'll die it'll bake. Yeah. I mean it, it is it the convection is at work like yeah. it's a science experiment gone bad. You like pour it, honey on it, it's delicious it, after that. It that's I'm sorry really disturbing. Well, it's a poodle. Um, but, it's not like it's a real dog. <laughs> That's so awful. There's like poodle lovers out there know, just going to be emailing us in mass. I'm sure that'll be edited. Oh, that's out. terrible. I'm so but, sorry. But anyway, um, yeah. So it. Well, you, never mind. 
so so many people leave their corn cobs in their hot humid vehicles and I'm 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 telling you like the the inside of a car in Mississippi it's it's very common for uh the inside of these vehicles to get up to you know 140 150 degrees you know if it's out in a parking lot somewhere so and, and they and they they hold up great they hold up great the stems tend to tend to not get loose and uh you know they um they just seem to do well I, I think something about the absorbent capacity of the um cob itself you know and the the wooden tenon just seems to do fine so um that said a lot of folks you know have don't have a lot of trouble with briar in hot humid weather either I don't think um, I ever have. I, I have never had, you know, trouble with briar in, in hot weather. Uh, the, the one thing, you know, I, I have noticed if I happen to leave my pipe uh, by accident, maybe on my front porch for a couple of days and it gets hot or, you know, it rains, it gets wet or something. A lot of times the stem will get loose at, at that point. Um, but I, I haven't had that with a um, with a corncob pipe. So honestly to say, I mean, I, we, we've had folks at the Squire that have literally left their pipe out in the yard. No, you said like, you did. I, I I did. It was a Bing's favorite, actually. Blasphemy. It was it was terrible. It's one of my favorite pipes. That but, was your twenty first no, birthday experience. It, it laid up. It, <laughs> it was it like, and you can tell the side of the yard it was laying in, like you know, uh-huh. it's, because it was so sun damaged. It's just shameful. Um, but you know, we have other folks that have actually they, they've they've you know left the pipe out in the yard for months and only found it when they Ooh. cut the grass Ooh. or something. And so it's just you know it's been rained on all this other stuff. And uh, matter of fact, one of our customers uh, had a Lane era Sheraton that sat uh, in the backyard. Uh, you know, probably by a compost heap or something, you know, and finally found it. And, uh, you know, it's, a, you know, probably worth $200. So, <laughs> uh, but, you know, he cleaned it up, smokes great, didn't have any problems and uh, went on from there. So, but anyway, all that to say, uh, I think your cob will hold up just fine in a, in a, in a hot, humid environment. Yeah, but don't leave it out in the yard one way or the other. It doesn't matter if it's briar or a corn cob. You, you leave the corn cob pipe out in the yard and it might start sprouting into corn. Good, then you make more corn cob pie. I think this Hodor is starting to hit me. Hodor. Hodor. It's hoodoo. 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 <laughs> you do. They said poodoo on Star Wars. That was a... All right. Rhyming. <laughs> great. <laughs> great question, Caleb. We really appreciate that. Hey, if you've got a pipe quest of the week, send it in. Uh, you can send it in to the show at show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire question. All right, man. Quick fire questions. Always better with a little bit of Squire Select. (laughs) Uh, These are are coming in from the good folks at thispipelife.com. The forum's over at thispipelife.com. More on that in a moment. But a shout out to Deadpool57 who sent these in. I'm going to go ahead and assume this is the actual Deadpool. Okay. The the comic book character uh, who was brought to life on the big screen by uh, Ryan Reynolds recently. Relatively recently. Man, so Ryan Reynolds is tweeting this in then. Yeah, I think, well, yeah. as Deadpool. As Deadpool, yeah. right. Okay, this yeah. is great. Hey, this Ryan, is, this good, is, great to have you. Yeah, it's good Good to have you, Ryan. Uh, good to have you. Join, the, uh, join the, the pipe club. All right, this is what Ryan wants to know. He says, Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, I've got a lot of love for the Xbox. It was kind of my first big console. Yeah. I never owned a PlayStation, I, I, and I, I don't own any of the current generation like gaming consoles, but any time I ever did in the past, it was always an Xbox. So when I was a kid growing up, we did not really have like gaming systems. I always wanted them. My grandparents, we'd, like, we'd always go and play Nintendo at my grandparents' house, and that was like a big deal. It wasn't until I saved up and got a Nintendo, or no, I'm sorry, a Sega Dreamcast 
And wow, a Dreamcast. Yeah, that was the first. What a relic of the 90s. <laughs> well, but see, here's the thing. <laughs> After the Dreamcast, when the first kind of round of like next generation gaming consoles came out, you yeah, had the PlayStation, I want to say it was either two or three at that time. It must have been the two. It yeah. may have been the three, actually. But then, it, then you had like the GameCube and stuff. Wasn't the two the same generation as the um, the 64, the Nintendo 64? Which I was can't remember. pre-Dreamcast. Well, one way or yeah. the other. Anyway. Yeah. So while my friends were all making the debate between whatever the PlayStation number was versus the new Xbox, which most of them went new Xbox, I said to those guys, I said, y'all are crazy. I'm making the good long-term investment and I'm getting... The Nintendo GameCube. Oh, yeah. You remember oh, yeah. that? No, I do. That, I do. It looked like a little purple lunchbox. Very much. Yep. Lasted for like maybe five months before Nintendo went like bankrupt nah, on that we're thing. Done. Yep. Yeah, we're yep. done. Yeah. I never, I never got that one. Yeah, I was about the only person who did. I think that's probably why they discontinued it pretty right. quickly. Right. Um, but anyway, so shortly thereafter, uh, I went to college. I had a roommate uh, who did not have an Xbox, nor did I, but I had friends down the hall that did, so I played their Xbox. Uh, and then, you know, one way or the other, it's it's always been kind of a struggle in my life getting the right console. So now I just try to buy all of them. <laughs> Waste too much money. But now I have a PlayStation 4 and a Xbox One. Uh, PlayStation is at, at the office, the Xbox at home. And, <laughs> and your kids eat ramen noodles. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm getting them a Switch. I'm getting them a Switch. I got to play the Switch, actually, at South by Southwest. You know what I'm talking about, the Switch? Yeah, yeah, that little Nintendo thing. Dude, it looks incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for it. And I don't think it's going to mess me over like the Cube did. All right, ready? <laughs> yeah. Hourly or salary? Salary. I it, look. I would probably, in my past life, have gotten paid more if I got paid more hourly. But with salary, you just you just do the work and you don't worry about it. I don't yeah. Know. Well, I mean, and typically there's like benefits that come with that. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on who you work for and all that. But certainly, you don't get any benefits if you work for me. I tell you that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the, you're asking the question of <laughs> two Caleb. like business owners. So it's like you know we get what we get. <laughs> You know, yeah. like sometimes that's you, great. You eat what you kill, baby. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's not salary. It's not hourly. It's just please whatever comes in. That's <laughs> right. Without it, it's nothing. That's right. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I haven't been hourly in a very long time. Uh, salary was explained to me once as you know, hourly is is the life of luxury because when you're off of work, you're off of work. Yeah. Salary, you're working like you're paid to sleep is one way to look at it. Or right. it doesn't matter if you're sleeping, you better get to work because you're getting baby. paid for this. That's right. So, you know, anyway, all that to say, probably probably salary. Okay. Boots, sneakers, or sandals? Sandals. We're in, we're in the South. Uh, it, it gets, you know, uncomfortably hot at times. And mm-hmm. a lot of times there might be, you know, some lake or river you want to dive into quickly without thinking very much and so you just take your sandals and then that way you're just kind of ready for everything yeah i got the flip-flops on yep. right now actually so there you go yeah our, our good friend brian levine would say well you know it's it's sandals because they don't even know what a real shoe looks like so uh you know but, but that's being but, in the deep south brian uh <laughs> him and mickey mouse and his jobless self and their shoes whatever he's gonna do that. <laughs> it's all good um hat or no hat uh no hat hat also, we got uh, finding new places or meeting new people. Finding new places. I love meeting new people. I do, but uh, I, but I, I think I like finding new places better. Yeah, me too. I'm much more introverted than people think. Me too. Yeah, big I, time. Like people, you know, they come in here and they see this bubbly, hippie-looking guy behind the counter, and yeah, I think they assume that you know I'm very extroverted, but um, it, it takes it takes a lot out. 
you know, doing this 60, 50, 60 hours a week, you know, just kind of chatting it up with folks. I, you know, I don't know if I had my druthers about me, I'd probably, probably go find some new places. I'm the exact same way, man. Like I'm, you know, you put me on a mic and I get like very, you know, a lot of big personality and everything else. I love to entertain. Uh, I'm, I'll be doing uh, open mic night tomorrow night at offbeat at ni- uh, nine o'clock. But, but are you really? Yeah, I'm planning on it. <laughs> Doing a five-minute comedy session. Oh, I'm gonna be that little Muppet guy heckling you from the uh, from the top. I would love that. I would love that. Uh, No, but I. But point being that, like, you know, if if I'm on stage, if I'm performing, that's one thing. But if like I I have to meet new people, I always know I'm gonna make an idiot out of myself. So I just try not to say anything, and I get very introverted. (laughs) Um, Like especially like with my wife, whenever she takes me to any kind of these medical events, I don't want anybody to know how stupid her husband is. So I just kind of like, (laughs) you know, close off like, "Hi, it's nice to meet you." Okay, just gonna. I'm going to go get some more. I'm going to refresh my drink. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then blackjack or slots? Uh, Blackjack. Uh, Yes. Slots are, in my opinion, a complete waste of money. As opposed to blackjack, which is a great investment. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, there you go. This is the quick fire questions (laughs) in from uh, Ryan Reynolds, a.k.a. Deadpool57, over on thispipelife.com. Thispipelife.com. Awesome online community that is not just on the forums, actually. You can actually get in touch with this pipe life by hitting them up on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on all that great stuff. Uh, so y'all check them out, thispipelife.com. But here's the wonderful thing. When you do register with thispipelife.com and you use the code CSR, you're helping out this show and you're getting yourself deeper into that community. And on the forums, you can find the quick fire questions section where you can send in these kind of quick fire questions and we can have some fun with it. Ryan Reynolds did, clearly. You can too. Thispipelife.com. <laughs> Use the code CSR to register. You eat up with the hoodoo, aren't you? That hoodoo, man. Yeah. It's got that voodoo on me. I like it. <laughs> your, your thoughts, thoughts your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. All right, man. We got some great listener feedback in this week. Uh, this one comes from Zach. Now, Zach, uh, this is this is great because he actually sent in some listener yeah. feedback. He also sent in a, a question, a pipe question of the week that we'll actually answer next week. Uh, but I did want to go ahead and kind of jump to his feedback, which is, hey there, love the show. I'm a pretty new pipe smoker who's having to learn everything through trial and error and uh, on the internet. So I really appreciate what you guys do. I always learn something that I never knew and it never fails to entertain. And again, that's coming from Zach. Um, what I love that's about great, Zach, thanks so much, man. Yeah, man, Zach, what, what I love about this feedback is that you represent a lot of folks who write in all the time saying that, uh, they're, you know, they're discovering the hobby. They're, they're kind of getting into it. They're looking for resources. And, uh, and then, so the, the show has kind of opened up an opportunity for that to be, uh, their resource. So I'm, I'm glad that we've been able to do that for you and, uh, yeah, that you've uh, been enjoying your, your pipe journey. That's great. Uh, we also got some great uh, feedback from new club member, Casimo, Ka- Casimo, Casimo, Ka- or yeah, Co. That's right. Mo. That's right. What did what did what did C say? <laughs> CP. What did CP. What did CP. CP. Say? CP. Uh, man, he says, "Hey, hi guys. Thought I would say a quick hello. I'm an international member uh, from way out of the way in Perth, Western Australia. Western. Wow, Australia. dude, that is great. We're man. international, baby. Man, that's awesome. Finally, down under. That's, yeah, that's great. Uh, Lee says, "Love your show, and you have permission to totally screw up my name, which we uh, have done uh, throughout the episode." So, Casimo, uh, thanks so much, man, for uh, uh, you know just looking us up, uh, becoming part of our community, and, and of course uh, agreeing to support us. But um, man, it's uh, it's really great. We're glad to have you representing CSR down under. 
Wow. Or, or the Australian. There comes uh, the accents again. Aussie. That's uh, right. Uh, Crocodile Dundee. That's right. That's right. He he got. Did you see that Crocodile Dundee's kid has a show now? No. I would think that would be very traumatic. <laughs> it probably would. Be. I mean, the show killed him. You know? No, I mean, pretty much. No, yeah. like, like it, what? He wasn't just hanging out with Stingrays because he was like, like on his break. He might have been. I don't know. He was kind of crazy. He was a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Australian. I'm, I'm not going to offend the Australians, especially with. Except I'm going to immediately defend the Australians. No, man, it's, it, it's <laughs> what they do down there. I think this is a pretty good Australian accent. I'll let Cosimo. Co- 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 <laughs> I can't wait to hear from him on if this. If I'm going to offend right. him, it's not going to be from the way that I pronounce And I think he just canceled his club members. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's funny because it's true. That's right. Uh, other things uh, from Twitter tonight, we've got uh, our, our good friend Pappy Joe, of course, has uh, roasted roasted Bowl and raked him over the, Non-stop. Uh, over, over the coals. And uh, most recently, we hear from him. He says, uh, we learned... One thing we did learn this week, Bo cannot handle hoodoo, and uh, I would probably have to agree with that. I can so, handle my voodoo, um, hoodoo, you do, sudo, hodor. We have uh, we, we have several memes that have come in uh, re- re- referencing Bo, uh, thinking about pouring hoodoo on top of a, uh, a poodle and, and eating it. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we have one that is uh, a great one from uh, Undertaker Piper, uh, my name, a poodle, and it says delicious. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, lot, lots of good stuff there. So uh, We always thought the FDA would shut down the show. In the end, it'll be PETA. Yeah, it will. It will. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, man. So, Great. Welcome, welcome to our little corner of the institution. Yeah, seriously. Look, hey, we really appreciate all of you who are tuning in live and tweeting in. For those of you, by the way, who are, are joining us for the first time live, uh, one of the things that we do is that while we do the live show, we actually keep uh, the Twitter going. So if, if you want to tweet into the show, we probably should have mentioned it at the top of the yeah, show. Yeah, that's right. We'll definitely be sure next week uh, at the new time to kind of uh, remind you or inform you that if you want to be part of the ongoing conversation, uh, if you want to either uh, heckle us, support us, meme us, that seems to be a thing from time <laughs> to time, uh, you can uh, you can make that happen uh, and tweet those in. We absolutely love that. And uh, and yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you join in on the conversation on Twitter. <laughs> Go for it. I love Pappy Joe. He says, uh, Bo, he said, he's referencing someone else. He says, that's a squirrel. Bo don't eat squirrels. It would be like cannibalism. <laughs> so, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Man. So let, let, let's tell folks when they can find us next. Between Pappy Joe and, and Brian Levine, I, I just, my therapist is going to get their money's worth. Oh, I'm dude, no, no. It's jo- <laughs> job security for uh, psychotherapists. I'm telling right. you. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, no, you could uh, you can keep up with us throughout the week. We definitely encourage you to do so. Uh, you can find us on the internet. Of course, on Twitter is a great way to do it. You can follow me. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. Uh, you can find uh, you can also follow the show at Squire Radio, and all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. We are broadcasting live at the new time uh, and we encourage you to join us next week on Mondays at 8.30 Central Time that's 6.30 Pacific 9.30 Eastern you nailed it how about that you did well and uh, and we, we encourage you to do that of course you can find the links again at CountrySquireRadio.com I'm telling you man if you if you smoke the the chocolate blend from the Squire with the hoodoo it, it's straight up peanut butter 
I think I straight up need to kind of cut back on any kind of substance intake at the moment. I'm straight up going to put you in my vehicle and take you home. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a good idea. All right, guys. We really appreciate it. Hey, man, let's go have a night. See you, brother. been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.